Welcome to the Human Being Unleashed podcast, where we redefine, realign, and reimagine what it means to be human so that you can live a life with the health, wealth, and relationships that are inherently yours. Yo. Anxiety. What does anxiety feel like? What is it? Why does it happen? And will it ever go away? Today, we will be diving in deeply to these questions. You know, it's interesting. There's this question I used to ask myself a lot, and it was, how can I stop my anxiety? Like many others, I used to ask myself this question all the time. And like many others, I found myself literally going nowhere. And it wasn't until I started asking myself the right questions that I found myself free from the everyday experience of fear and worry that we call anxiety. So inside of this short podcast, I will share with you how I've helped many others accomplish this same exact thing as well. So right now you may be thinking, look, anxiety is normal. There's no way to overcome it. Just manage it. Um, Anxiety is a sign that I'm getting out of my comfort zone. Um, Yada, yada, yada. Well, look, I'm here to challenge every single one of those thoughts so that you can experience a life that is far richer in just about every single way. And look, let me just say, I know what it's like to feel the constant weight of worry and feel. I know what it's like to feel the fear. I know that it can hold you back and keep you from truly creating a satisfactory life experience, which is exactly why I'm recording this episode for you today, to set you free from those feelings that feel like barriers to your very own personality, your personal creativity, your fulfillment, your joy, and everything else that's important to you. So let's start with the question, what is anxiety? Well, it's simple. Anxiety is really defined as a state of persistent worry and fear about everyday situations. Anxiety is not fear, okay? It's a state of persistent worry and fear about everyday, regular, mundane situations. Fear happens when you're experiencing a specific and a real danger in your present environment. Anxiety happens when you excessively focus on dangers that are not really there. And this can be caused by a variety of external stimuli that trigger internal emotional reactions of fear. So to make it really simple, anxiety is really an irrational, prolonged emotional experience of fear. I say irrational because there really is no rational reason for the anxiety. But that does not mean that you're wrong for feeling the way you feel. Don't get that. I'm just saying it's at the end of the day, there is not a rational reason why you feel the anxiety in your environment. Now, it's very important that we understand that the experience of anxiety itself is only a symptom of a deeper root cause. Anxiety itself is not a real thing you can cure. Anxiety is only feedback. But when you treat anxiety as the root cause, then you will find yourself riddled with more anxiety more and more of it regardless of whatever therapy or medication you're using. This is what happens when you just treat anxiety and you don't pay attention to where it's coming from. Again, inside of this episode, I will be discussing how to address and release the constant feelings of anxiety at the root level. 
So with that said, let's let's get into it. Now, the next question is really simple. It's why do we get anxious? Now, you may be wondering, why the heck am I so anxious? Well, the answer is really a lot simpler than you think. But in order to answer this, we must first understand a very simple rule of the mind. And that is all emotion follows the imagination. One more time, all emotion follows the imagination. Or should I say your imagination? All of your emotion follows your imagination. So let me explain. Imagination is really, it's defined as a act of forming new ideas and pictures inside of your mind that are not present to the physical senses. Something that is completely independent of your physical organism. I'd even go as far as to say, like, really the simple act of thinking itself is literally the faculty of imagination at work, as thinking alone creates images in one's mind. For example, just imagine that you're holding a freshly peeled lemon in your hand. Well, have you, as you listened to those words, you began to form the image of that freshly peeled lemon in your hand, even if you've never seen a fully, um, fre- a fully peeled lemon, right? In your mind, you immediately peeled the lemon because of the words that stated it was peeled. Okay, and here's another rule of the mind. Words create images, and the only thing the mind responds to are images. For example, tilt your head back right now. Really, I want you to do this. If you're driving, don't do it. Okay, press pause. If you're not driving, do this. Tilt your head back. Imagine that freshly peeled lemon in your hand. Put it above your mouth and squeeze it into your mouth. Squeeze that lemon into your mouth. Ah, You can feel your mouth salivating at the image of that, right? Even if you didn't do that, even if you didn't just do the whole hand thing and actually squeeze it into your mouth, you more than likely pictured it and you felt your mouth salivate. Ah, this demonstrates that images in our minds have a direct influence on our nervous system. Hence, images create feelings. So let's look at this a little bit deeper. What is the root cause of all anxiety? All anxiety does have a root cause, a ultimate root cause. All anxiety has one root cause, but this one has many um, different faces. So I once had a client say, Adrian, I want to be able to remain calm in high conflict situations and not freeze up anymore. This was a client who told me, um, you know, uh, basically this basically this is what the client told me when I asked them, hey, what do you want to accomplish during our near remapping session? And um, he was a very successful entrepreneur who was realizing that his fear of conflict is really costing him a lot of money, a lot of opportunities. And uh, it caused him to avoid making certain connections, having conversations that could have made him more money. And it even gave him this fear of collecting payments that were overdue. So during the regression part of our session, he went back to a memory where he was five years old, sitting in his front yard, playing with toy cars along with his friends. And one of the boys who was an older kid, around eight years old, um, he was playing with one of those boys. And one of the boys, I mean, that eight-year-old told my client as a little kid to give over the truck. My client was a very vocal and courageous young boy. So he said, no, this is my truck. Then the older boy started pulling the truck back. And then they found themselves in the little tug of war trying to play with this truck. Now, shortly after... The older boy pushed my client back and took the truck. And at that moment, my client chose no longer to be vocal and courageous. 
At that moment, my client told himself four words that would hold him back for the next 47 years. And those four words were, I can't fight back. I can't fight back. This statement became a core belief. And over the next 47 years, every single time he found himself in a social situation that could potentially lead to conflict, he would freeze, his words would stumble, his breath would shorten, and his heart would just beat out of his chest. Even thinking about potentially conflicted situations would cause my client to experience these anxiety attacks. Now, why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this to demonstrate a profound and liberating, must I say, liberating truth. And that liberating truth is, write this down, your personal beliefs create your day-to-day emotional experience. Your personal beliefs create your day-to-day emotional experience. And in this case, my client um, wasn't overly anxious about conflict because of conflict itself. Rather, he was overly anxious because he had a belief about himself. He believed that he couldn't fight back, which made him feel fearful to the point where he would imagine himself unable to keep himself secure. This led him to constantly feeling insecure. That, And then again, he wasn't addressing this belief. He was ignoring it. So it led to decades of anxiety. And just like a baby would cry when being ignored, your nervous system screams for help when there are parts of it being ignored. Let me say that one more time. Just like a baby would cry for help when being ignored, your nervous system screams for help when there's parts of it being ignored. Now, the moment my client became aware of this belief, he was able to face it head on. He was able to remove it. Just like a painter washes off the paint on their hands. And after our session, I'm happy to report he was anxiety-free in all social situations that could potentially lead or could lead to conflict. And he was no longer awkward in these situations. And he even grew his company because of it. You see, beliefs literally create your conscious stream of thought. The stream of thought creates your stream of emotion that you feel. It is not the other way around. Feelings themselves are not just thrust upon us. Although it may feel sometimes like anxiety, like an outside attacker, feelings are inner doings. And if you follow them, you will find the source of them. So how exactly do you overcome anxiety for good? Well, now that you have a thorough understanding of where your feelings and anxiety are actually coming from, Let's explore a different way to resolve these problems for good. Again, feelings, the, the root cause of anxiety is belief. That belief can have multiple different faces. It can be, I'm not good enough. I can't fight back. I'm not important. I am uh, uh, unsafe. All of these beliefs can cause a very, very um, chaotic nervous system. Right now, although I'm saying, you know, although I just said, let's talk about how to overcome your anxiety. Let me just say that I won't be teaching you how to overcome anything because anxiety is not something you overcome. Anxiety is something that you let go of by fully embracing the experience of it. Okay, there's many ways you can do this, but regardless of which way you approach this, there's one fundamental process that happens when you resolve deep emotional conflicts. Even if you see somebody who's releasing trauma through the body through some somatic work, Regardless, at a cellular level, there is a belief fully being released. No matter what modality you use to heal, there is a transformation to your psychological structure, whether you know it or not. This is why step one to change in any feeling, including anxiety, is to become aware of the belief behind it. 
Here's a very simple way you become you can become more of your core beliefs. So if you want to find the root cause of your anxiety, let's okay. If feelings are byproducts of your personal beliefs, does that mean that if you become aware of belief that so I'm sorry. If feelings are the byproduct of your personal beliefs, does that mean that you can become aware of beliefs by following your feelings? Absolutely. An easy way to do this is to vocalize your feeling. This, and I've talked about this before on a podcast episode, um, but this means you literally just say whatever you're feeling. For example, if you feel anxious, you can say, I feel anxious. And you want to follow that up with, because I feel anxious, because follow that up. I feel anxious because I feel like I'm a failure or whatever the because is. The key here when it comes to the because part is to just say it without overthinking it. Just let the feeling as a word express itself in the best way that you possibly can. Now, another thing, very important, and this does not always mean that you have to label your emotional experience with a feeling name like anxiety, feel, hurt, sadness, anger, guilt, shame. You don't need, because a lot of times we don't even know what the heck we're feeling in terms of like what it's actually called. It doesn't matter. Just say what it feels like. For example, instead of saying, I feel anxious, you can simply say, I feel like nobody likes me. Straight up. You're not naming a feeling. You're just saying whatever you are feeling. You see? This is very important because your feelings contain your beliefs inside of them. If you simply express them, you will find your beliefs to be very apparent. For example, if you feel like nobody likes you, it's because you believe that nobody likes you. Period. So become aware of that and write it down. Make it objective. Because when you say, nobody likes me, and you don't see it as a belief, it's a subjective experience. Separate yourself from that belief and see it as an object. It is a belief. Remember, you wouldn't be feeling something if you didn't believe it. All feelings follow belief. And don't stop at the first thing you say. Also, I encourage you to explore a little bit further. Um, in the example of you saying nobody likes you, you can follow that up with, I feel like nobody likes me because blank. Okay? You can say, because I'm stupid. I mean, you may say something like, because I'm stupid. Write that down. I am stupid. It's a belief. And facing it is one. Facing it as one is essential. If you want to resolve the feeling it's creating. And to add it, to add another layer, you can even say, this means blank. I feel like nobody likes me because I'm stupid. This means I'm not good enough. Ah, you see how these things kind of just come up if you follow it, okay? And you'll know when you hit that core belief because it's going to shake you. It's going to, you're really going to fit it emotionally, okay? And chances are you're going to go down to a core belief that says something about I'm unworthy, I'm undeserving. By the way, the most common belief I've seen when it comes to anxiety is I am, uh, one, is I, there's something wrong with me. Well, if you feel like there's something wrong with you, your nervous system is always going to be acting up. Guys, that's a, just a little hint there. If you genuinely believe something's wrong with you, your nervous system will start to act up because it has to follow that belief. Um, there's something wrong with me. Um, I'm too different causes a lot of anxiety. Uh, what's the next one? What's the next one? What's the next one? Um, I'm not enough causes a lot of anxiety. I am undeserving or I am unwanted causes ton of anxiety when you believe you're undeserving you're unwanted or anything like that and then last but not least we have the uh, one that basically says that what you want or like your needs are not important or what you want is not available to you and uh, this is typically what I've seen has been the core beliefs just to experience with my clients but um, again guys you want to just 
follow your feeling. And you can do that through vocalizing it. Okay. Now, one of the thing one of the things that I uh, want to say is that you know there's multiple ways of really becoming aware of beliefs, but this process I just shared with you alone is more than sufficient, um, and it's simple enough for anybody to do. Uh, many people find that even writing down their stream of thought as the thoughts come up a few times a day, like having little sessions where you're just journaling what's whatever's coming up in your mind. They find that to be more than enough to become aware of the beliefs that they hold to be true as well. So this entire process, by the way, is based on the idea that you're conscious of your beliefs, all of them. You just have to choose to pay attention to them by watching the daily train of thought that you find yourself in. Okay, remember your daily stream of thought is a direct reflection of your belief system. You think 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day, of which 95% are the exact same thoughts as yesterday. So the only reason you keep thinking a thought is because you believe it. So become aware of the feeling. Trace it back to the thought that's creating it. Yes, there is one. Slow down. Become aware of what you're thinking in the midst of the feeling. And you'll find your core beliefs right there in your face. Just look for them and they will appear. Write down the beliefs, become aware of them, because from there, you can use any of the three exercises below to remove the anxiety from the, um, remove the beliefs, I'm sorry, that's causing the anxiety, okay? So there's going to be three very effective ways for you to do this. Now, I've shared a couple of, um, I've already shared a couple of these, but I'm going to like, I guess we're going to say I'm going to like um, customize it a bit to focus a bit more on the anxiety aspect. So number one is creative visualization. Creative visualization, oh, creative visualization is a wonderful way to um, let go of beliefs, right? Um, when you're constantly anxious, it's because you're creating a lot of dark images in your mind and you're focusing on them. Therefore, by giving your mind different pictures, you will begin creating a different emotional experience. So we just need to choose consciously to create the desired and pleasant pictures in our minds. So I want you to set aside some time to close your eyes and deliberately give yourself a desired picture to focus on. However, keep in mind, it's best to do this when you're in a deep theta brainwave trance because it's in these states of mind, like theta brainwaves, when you have direct access to the subconscious part of your mind, making it easier to reprogram the images that it holds. So to do this, all you have to do is simply look up with your eyeballs like you're looking at your forehead and then keep your eyeballs in that position and close your eyelids down. And you're going to begin to experience a really rapid fluttering sensation. And this is rapid eye movement. Rapid eye movement produces this neurotransmitter that coordinates the firing of all of your neurons, which are basically the clusters of cells that direct all of your thoughts and your feelings. Now, rapid eye movement also induces this thing called synaptic plasticity, which is what allows you to strengthen or weaken automatic mental and emotional responses that have been trained in your nervous system. In other words, you can easily rewire your neural pathways during a REM state. And now you have an easy way to induce REM. Just look up with your eyeballs, look down with your eyelids. I mean, look up with your eyeballs, close your eyelids down while keeping your eyeballs up and they're going to really start fluttering. And if you want to deepen this state, once your eyes are fluttering, just tilt your chin down and imagine that you're walking down 10 steps and say, step 10, I'm going deeper. Step nine, I'm going deeper. Step eight, I'm going deeper all the way to step one. Now, once you're in this state, just imagine there's a screen in front of you 
and begin picturing how your life would be if you had the new belief or if you were free from the anxiety. What kind of things would you say and you do without the anxiety? Imagine yourself saying and doing them. Make these images as real as you can possibly make them and get involved with all of the pictures, including all of your senses to make it feel extremely real. All right. If you really want to um, like really dive into visualization itself, you will see an episode on here um, on the podcast where I talk about the eight principles to making visuals, the eight keys to making visualization actually work. Go ahead and check that out. Now, um, next is going to be conscious auto suggestion. I've talked about this before, but conscious auto suggestion is a great way to basically um, hypnotize yourself <laughs> into creating a new experience. Now, I'm not saying that you just say I'm happy when in fact you feel anxious. No, that's stupid. Do not say I'm happy if you feel anxious. That is absolutely retarded. <laughs> you must first actually make space for the new suggestions. What I mean by that is make emotional space. And you can only do this by honestly facing and processing what you're feeling in the moment. All right. The words are not the important part to restructuring your neurons and changing beliefs. The feeling behind the words is what makes your neurons plastic. Okay. So here's a simple process you can use. And again, I've talked about this before on this podcast, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to just share it again. Here's what it looks like. Step one, when you're experiencing a negative emotion, Become aware that the feeling is there. When you notice it, express what you're noticing. This goes back to vocalizing the feeling, guys. Okay? For example, um, let's say you're feeling really scared. I feel scared because, boom, because nothing is working out. And nothing is working out because I am worthless. Write down, I am worthless. This is a suggestion, a belief that can be changed. Just face the suggestion and all of the feelings that come with it. And a great way to feel a feeling is through making a sound. Grab a pillow, scream into it. Make sigh noises or do whatever the feeling wants to do. Cry if you have to. Fully immerse yourself in the emotional experience. And once you have sufficiently felt it, you begin the process of changing the belief behind it. Again, step one is to become aware of the belief and follow the feeling. I mean, become aware of the feeling and follow it back to the belief. Step two. It's once you're aware of the belief, begin to pivot your attention by recalling a positive memory. This happens once you've felt the feeling and you have this new space. Create a brand new pleasant emotion. The easiest way to do this is just recall a positive past event. We all have positive memories. So just recall a time where you felt happy, confident, brave, strong, accomplished, or just giggly. It doesn't matter how long ago it was or what even happened. The only thing that matters is a positive emotional charge. Stir that positive charge up, okay? Period. Just stir that positive charge up. And if you can't find any positive events, then you're lying. So look back. Go back to step one. Fully feel what is stopping you from seeing the good, okay? Now step three is to replace it with a brand new suggestion and let go of the old one. So once the feeling is really strong, like it's implanted, then you can install a brand new suggestion, that's the opposite of what was causing the anxiety in the first place. Hear me out. Only when you actually feel good. Okay? So if you find yourself thinking, I'm worthless, then you can, while the feeling is positive, give yourself a new suggestion that says, I'm worthy and deserving of everything that I want. Stating a new and desired belief or a new and desired suggestion. While you are feeling positive, will allow the subconscious to accept the suggestion and materialize it, successfully removing the other one. Once you've repeated the suggestion once or more, begin repeating. The old belief is just an idea about reality. 
but not reality. And then put your new suggestion. In this example, I'm worthless. <laughs> this is just an idea about reality, but it is not reality. I am worthy. That is my reality. You say that when you're feeling well. Very simple process that works and really, really, it's just as accurate as a law of gravity. <laughs> okay. Last but not least is inner child work. Okay, another very effective yet super underutilized tool when it comes to changing your beliefs is the use of self-facilitated inner child work. Okay, and I've talked about this before, but, um, you know, I use this, I, I believe I use this example before because it's just such a, a, actually, let me use another one. I had a client who was um, feeling a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of social anxiety. And for him, when I took him through a neuro remapping session to, uh, you know, he was curious to see if what neuro remapping could do, it could help him with the social anxiety. So I took him through the process. And during the regression part, he goes back to a memory where his parents are fighting and he tries to say something. And his dad says, go to your room. And in his mind, he tells himself, I get in the way. So he carried that. Through his entire life and in every situation, he felt like he didn't belong, like he was impeding, like he was getting in the way. During this moment, he was able to tend to that little boy, give that inner child an entire new perspective, a correct one. A correct one. And that was just, hey, your dad was mad. You don't get in the way. You're more than enough. Just through communicating it, through your communicating with it, with that inner child to give them a different perspective. Very simple. And it works. I actually have a guided process. You probably have done this if you've been listening to this podcast for a while. But if you want to actually experience some inner child work, um, actually go through a real in-depth experience, a real process. Um, I put a bit of the neuro remapping process in a guided version. So just go to www.rewiremythoughts.com slash unshakable. I'll even put that in the show notes, but www.rewiremythoughts.com slash unshakable. Okay. So there you are. Three very simple and very effective tools to change your beliefs, causing the anxiety attacks and all of that. Okay. So give these a go. Now, in conclusion, let me just say, anxiety is a natural human experience. But to be constantly living in states consumed by anxiety and irrational fears is not natural, regardless of how normal it may be for you right now. The only reason for persistent states of worry and fear or anxiety is due to the beliefs being held and entertained by the conscious mind. If you do not see that your emotions are following your own beliefs, it is because you are not aware of the content in your conscious mind. You have not spent sufficient time or energy into becoming aware of your root beliefs and assumptions about the nature of reality. Unless these feelings, I mean, unless these beliefs behind the feelings of anxiety are faced and released, you will have very little success with successfully liberating yourself. You are not at the mercy of anything outside of yourself so yes anxiety can be successfully understood and let go of okay now if you want to work one-on-one -on -one with me and nikki to work through this and completely eliminate anxiety in two sessions or less yes two sessions or less or get all your money back without therapy coaching or medicine 
then just go ahead and go to www.rewiremythoughts.com slash apply. I'll also include that in the show notes below so you can see how the near remapping method can help you and read all about it. But aside from that, just remember that you, my friends, are always, always free. Just make sure you highlight the ideas that are convincing you otherwise and let them go.